Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1TN5 for Friday, June 10th. I'm Jack Vaughn. San Francisco AD Joan McDermott will retire effective today. McDermott says, I've been thinking about this for a while. It's really the right time for the right reasons. We have six children and two grandchildren, and they're either in Colorado or on the East Coast. So it's really time for me to be with my family. My goal was to really get men's basketball back on track, and I feel like we did it. I know we've had a setback in baseball, but our other programs are on an upward swing. McDermott's next stop will be working part-time for the Pictor Group. Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF have finalized their exit from the AAC and will join the Big 12 with incoming member BYU on July 1 of 2023. Each member will pay $18 million per The Athletic's Sam Kahn Jr., who says, The original $10 million exit fee will be paid prior to 2025, per the payment schedule in AAC bylaws, the $8 million additional to be paid starting 2025 over a 12-year period. Action Network's Brett McMurphy notes the AAC originally sought $45 million from schools, and when UConn departed in 2019, the Huskies paid $17 million. Kahn also reports the new members will be full-share members in year three of their Big 12 tenure. D1 Ticker's Brian Fisher adds, Given withdrawal dates and deadlines, Big 12 could basically split UT and OU media shares among the five new members for 2023 and 24, then give them full shares with new media deal in 2025 and beyond. The Orlando Sentinels' Jason Beattie and Matt Merchell with more details, saying, The move opens the door for the AAC to add future members UAB, FAU, Charlotte, North Texas, Rice, and UTSA to its membership next season. FAU, UTSA, and Charlotte announced they would officially be leaving Conference USA and joining the AAC on July 1 of 2023. In anticipation of the turnover, the AAC reportedly reworked its media rights deal with ESPN. This comes after the league signed a 12-year deal in 2020 that was reportedly worth $1 billion. AAC Commissioner Mike Oresco says, It's a fair deal and it's sensible. We're satisfied and we think it's a fair amount. Ultimately, in these situations, when somebody wants to leave early, you try to work it out if you can because it's always better to figure it out. The best thing is that we ended up amicably. This isn't personal. We said it a million times, but it isn't. You may take it personally, but it isn't. And they're doing what they think they need to do in their best interest. Now into facilities, fundraising, and financials. Virginia surpasses the $80 million funding goal for its football operations center thanks to an anonymous $5 million donation. AD Carla Williams says, Our donors continue to make the master plan a reality, and that is contributing to our overall goal of making Virginia athletics a model for all of college athletics. We've still got plenty of work to do to complete the next phase, and as we've said before, we need and welcome gifts of all sizes. We have all experienced some challenging times the past few years, and despite that, our supporters have allowed us to continue to press forward. That has been inspirational to all of us. 
the Louisville Athletic Association Board approved the school's largest ever athletics budget of $114.8 million, up $7.1 million over FY22, including debt service on Cardinal Stadium of $6.8 million, up from $1.6 million in FY22. The board also approved $1 million in entrance and concourse upgrades to baseball's Jim Patterson Stadium and $750,000 for renovations of the Planet Fitness Cuber Center that houses hoops and lacrosse. The athletic department projects an increase of $2 million in suite donations primarily for men's basketball. Kent State has received a $1 million donation from the Jenkins to establish the Gina and George Jenkins Student Athlete Scholarship Fund. Clemson is installing a new 126-foot by 57-foot Dactronics video board at Memorial Stadium, four times the size of the previous board, as part of the $68.7 million Phase 1 renovations in Death Valley. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1TN5 for Friday, June 10th. I'm Jack Vaughn, and be sure to check in Monday morning.